Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. we hope will never be in a terrible crisis as many around the world have experienced in the last few years but we're going to learn today how we can be prepared um, just in case so let's go Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, given the invasion of Ukraine, wildfires and floods around the world, including here in Canada and other conflicts and natural disasters, we are going to talk about emergency preparedness. So before we dive into today's episode, um, we really do want to express that our thoughts are with those that um, are in Ukraine and are suffering so immensely. Um, but we do also want to acknowledge that many other communities around the world um, who are also suffering and just may not have garnered as much media attention. Um, I think of the the citizens of Myanmar who have been navigating a coup for the last year, um, people in Afghanistan who we saw flee from the Taliban in 2021, uh, the ongoing, you know, crisis with Palestine, Syria, and many in our own country, um, you know, in remote Indigenous communities who struggle to have their most basic needs met. So we really do continue to pause and reflect for all of those who are suffering around the world and do our best to use our voice and to advocate and amplify voices and offer support. Um, but the the current uh, crisis that is um, most prevalent in media today is obviously what's happening in Ukraine. And every time I see a community or a country experience a crisis, I often reflect on how ill-prepared I am for any sort of crisis or emergency, um, both as a human um, and as a pet owner. So today we're going to talk about some ways that we can be prepared um, if we were to ever experience any sort of crisis or emergency locally. Yeah, it's so funny. We uh, we tend to, you know, think the best and avoid, well, me personally, avoid thinking of things like this that could potentially happen. So yeah, even as a human, not having uh, a plan in place is um, maybe, uh, yeah, what's happening around the world is, has opened uh, a few of our eyes, I think, on uh, on what could happen. Yeah, and I think we always want to think it won't happen to us, right? We never, yeah. we never think like, that won't happen to me. Um, so we we think it will never happen to us. I will say, I think we do geographically. I think we are quite privileged to live where we live. We aren't overly susceptible to a lot of natural disasters or you know other types of like weather events that you might see in other places if you live in coastal regions. But I mean, as climate change is ever evolving. We really don't know what um, our community is going to look like in years to come. So let's get into it. So 
Ken's kick us off. So what emergency preparedness, like what's the number one thing we need to do? All right. First thing is to have an emergency and evacuation plan. So when we say this, here are a few things that we want to think of when making this plan. So first thing is, where are some safe places you can go? So this one I find is really interesting because you think of a safe place and during what is like happening in Ukraine. And I don't know, are there safe places sometimes? Like that's, well, that's the the tough thing, right? Is you, it really is going to depend on the type of emergency you are experiencing. I mean, if you've had a fire in your building and maybe you've been displaced from your building, but you know, you can access a hotel and your insurance is going to cover that. So Mm -hmm. having knowledge of dog friendly hotels, Definitely helpful. Have that list handy. Know where you can access those spaces. Obviously, if there's more of a like a a more widespread geographic event, you know, maybe in your city or your province, you know, do you have friends or family out of town that would be available should something happen, you know, where you are? Where would you go? Or, you know, is there if there ever was an emergency and your dog couldn't go with you mm-hmm. where I was, I was just going to say that what happens if it is a sort of emergency where your pet can't come yeah what what can you do then do you have an idea of different you know boarding facilities around your area or do you have again friends and family somebody who might you know take on your dog for you while you're uh, working through whatever you're working through so uh things like that would be um yeah the top of mind of course we would want to bring our pets well me specifically i would want to bring my my dogs anywhere i end up but if i can't uh yeah where where would they go so knowing what's around and who uh, who could take care of them is, is key. Yeah. And I think like it's, um, moving along a little bit, I think if think of like different types of emergencies that could happen, but what if something happens to you and your pets are left at home alone, mm-hmm. who is going to be notified? Um, does somebody have a key who's going to take responsibility? Like if Joey and I were to get in a car accident tomorrow, and be, you know, in the hospital and unconscious, who's going to be notified and who's going to come and get my pets? I don't know. I don't have a plan. And nobody has a key. Yeah. So these are just like these really, really basic things. Like, does someone you trust have a key to your home? Does someone you trust, you know, have a general sense of what your animal's needs are, what they eat? you know, how to take care of them just generally um, in the event that, you know, you aren't able to take care of them. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, myself living alone, I have one key and that key is on me 24-7. So uh, if I yeah, were to get into some sort of accident, what what would happen to my dogs? Like, Luckily, I happen to know your landlord. Fair. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd just bust a window. There, I've got I've got a plan, everybody. <laughs> I'd be I just like punch your window in. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Because uh, I yeah. a condo though, it's even more complicated. Like, no, there's no. 
you can't like crawl through a window to get into my condo building. So property manager, they have to have a key to my unit. They would have a master key of some sort. I think they would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure in the case of an emergency, like somebody could reach out, but like, how long is that going to, if that happened on the weekend, Mm -hmm. how long is it going to take? Like animals need to eat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So always, always, always good um, to have a plan. I like, it even just makes me think of like when we had that like teeny tiny fire in my building, um, whatever it was a month or two ago. And, you know, we had to like load up the pets. We put Gerald in his crate and Gerald's uh, my cat. Um, (laughs) Had to put Gerald in his crate. It was so stressful even just to get the pets together to leave the building during a fire alarm. Like that was stressful. Yeah. I can't imagine like if I'm like, okay, I'm being evacuated and I don't know when I'm coming back, the like level of stress. But that event was really stressful. Um, It definitely got my brain thinking, you know, if I wasn't home and there was a fire in my building, who is going to save my animals? So I like immediately Mm -hmm. ordered those like save my pet in the event of a fire stickers. And then I bought, well, I bought like a whole pack and I gave Mackenzie one as well. (laughs) Yeah. Mine is sitting on my counter still. I need to stick it to my door. Um, But yeah, now I have it on my door. So it's just like, it's a little bit of peace of mind that like, if there was a fire in my building and if there were firefighters, you know, evacuating people, maybe they would see the sticker on my door and they would knock, kick the door down and save my pets, which is all I care about. So um, yeah, sometimes it takes an emergency for us to actually kick our butts into gear, but that's the whole point. Yeah, this... Yeah, this uh, flows nicely into our next point here. Do you and your family have a safe meeting place in the event of an emergency? So I remember, I'm sure we all at some point remember, um, you know, sitting down with your parents at a young age and like, okay, everybody, if there's a fire, we're going to meet here. We do this at schools. um, We even do this in the workplace, you know, health and safety um, teams force us to do fire drills, et cetera. So yeah, we do this in a lot of places, but do we do we do it in our own homes as adults um, with pets? Like me, no, I have zero plan. I am a mess. So um, it is a really yeah yeah it is a really good point just to be like okay, well you know say there's two individuals living in a place, or you say you have roommates, or your spouse, or whatever you've got. Um, you can just have a, a quick plan in place. Like, where are we going to meet? Are we going to meet across the street? Are we going to meet, you know, in a safe designated area, X amount of feet away, whatever it might be. Um, but this goes for your pets too. So who's going to be taking care of the pets? So like, I'm thinking of your example, Justine, like, okay, maybe you wrangle up Marshall and, you know, Joey will wrangle up Gerald, like splitting it up, something like that. I, it's it's just a really smart idea to have a plan in place because you never know an emergency is an emergency. Well, and so. it's a lot easier to mobilize in moments of crisis and stress when we already know what we have to do versus trying to problem solve in the moment, um, right? So because true. when we're in a state of crisis, like our brains, we're in that like fight or flight mode. And we're not necessarily accessing that like 
smart, logical, problem-solving section of our brain. Um, So just knowing this is what I have to do um, makes it very simple. Yeah. All right. So now we have some sort of plan. So what are some other things that we should consider? Let's have a quick break and we'll be right back to discuss. Today's episode of the Dog Friendly KW podcast is brought to you by Terrible Toby's. Terrible Toby's is KW's newest locally owned pet store located inside the Krug Street Plaza in Kitchener. A new unique store, Terrible Toby's lets animals and their humans gather, shop, and meet other animal lovers. Follow Terrible Toby's on Facebook and Instagram for updates on their new space. All right, now it is time for our Celebrity Pup of the Week. Well, today we have a sweet little golden retriever, and their name is, drumroll please, Sunshine Golden Kylie. So that's at Sunshine Golden Kylie. What a cute name. She's a golden retriever who lives in the area, and uh, she just loves going on family adventures, her and her family. They just have so many great photos of, of them exploring their region. She loves being outside in the snow, and it looks like she also really loves toys. If you check out her Instagram, her parents <laughs> love to buy her these cute little toys and dress her up it's it's absolutely adorable highly recommend checking out at sunshine golden underscore kylie all right congrats kylie you are our celebrity pup of the week woof 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 Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. All right. So we've been talking about emergency preparedness as pet owners. And in the first half of today's episode, we discussed the importance of having a plan um, and some things you maybe want to think of when you're developing your plan. So once we have a plan mapped out, 
what are some other things we should maybe think about? All right. I really like this one because, again, this is something that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Well, some of us wouldn't think about um, in when it comes to an emergency situation, but some advanced prepared preparations, sorry, would be things like keeping vaccines up to date. So like we briefly mentioned, um, putting your dog up in a boarding facility. So most of these boarding facilities are pretty much all of them. I'm pretty sure it's actually an insurance requirement. Uh, do require your pet to be up to date on vaccines. Um, other things like microchipping. This one is really, really important because in an emergency, what if the door is opened and left open and your, your dog or cat, um, you know, runs out if, if it's, you know, there's a fire, of course, they're going to try and get out. So uh, that's a really, really big one there, making sure your pet is microchipped. Um, yeah, the next one is pet insurance. This one is big. So um, this could do with any emergency situation, really, whether it's medical or, you know, a post-emergency situation where your pet is injured. Uh, this is a really, really good tool to have um, in, in case there is injury on with your pet. Um, Justine, you have pet insurance on both your animals. I do. And it's pretty expensive. It's like $150 a month for the two pets. But the peace of mind is just, it's so reassuring to know that if anything happened or if I do ever have to make an emergency vet visit, I know that most of it is going to be covered. And, you know, my I'm not going to have to empty my bank account. So it's just, it is very reassuring. And if I were to ever be in a, in a crisis situation, I think it would be very comforting to have that safety net. Um, but I mean, the other things, like there's so many things that I think we often push aside as pet owners, life gets busy, and we forget to do all of these things. But um, when things come up, these are kind of the most important, like fundamental building blocks that you want to have in place for your pet. So, you know, making sure you have all your records, um, you know, either in digital or in paper um, and registering with your municipality or with your local humane society. That was something I only did for the first time this year. But if there was an emergency, um, and if you're, you know, your dog was lost, it is verified that you are that pet's owner. Yep. You can prove it because they are registered. And if they're not, you don't really have a leg to stand on to say that um, this is my pet. There's no proof. Maybe if you have vet records, the vet could vouch for you, but who knows? So registering um, with your municipality is uh, a big piece. And then the last one, and some people aren't going to love this, crate training. I love this because in emergency situations, like I'm thinking back to, you know, hurricanes and pets that were unfortunately left behind. When they are recovered, where are they put? They're put in crates. There's sometimes, you know, many, many dogs or animals that are picked up and, you know, they need to be put somewhere and crates are where they go. So it would save a lot of stress on your dog if they were pre-crate trained. Yeah. And if you have a smaller, if you have a smaller dog that can fit in like a handheld crate or if you have a cat, 
Um, putting them in a crate is going to make sure when you're evacuating, it's going to make sure they're safe. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if there's like a lot of stress and chaos happening, um, them being in a crate means they have a safe structured space for them. So that can like the the pictures in, in Ukraine of the people with just like, they're just holding onto their cats. Like my heart is just like aching for these people and their animals. But I do want to just quickly circle back to the vaccine piece. God forbid we ever had to do this. I'm sure we would never have to. But another reason for vaccines to be up to date is if you did ever have to flee a country, um, having vaccines for your pets is going to be really important. I have seen some posts that people have been sharing on social media that there are some bordering countries to Ukraine that have waived the requirement for vaccinations so people could bring in their pets. But there's no guarantee of that happening. So keeping your pets up to date on those things is important. But I want to spend some time on this next part. So let's move along to an emergency kit. Yeah, this one is, again, something that not a lot of us think about, I don't think, like I, again, am using myself as an example, I've never thought about having an emergency kit built up like what we're about to talk about. So the first thing is food. So um, and we're talking pet specific. So this is a pet yes. specific emergency kit. Yes. So yes, dog food. Um Do we have several days worth in an airtight, waterproof tight container um, or an unopened bag? So i.e. freeze dried, uh, if it's, um, you know, something that you can grab and go with in the, you know, in a heartbeat. So something like that, having ready to go. Freeze dried um, is nice because it's light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot yeah. lighter because um, obviously the water is taken out of it. So it is a lighter option. So that's kind of nice for an emergency kit. Um, obviously, next we need water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe buying one of those like big four liter jugs, having several days worth is ideal. You might want to have some bowls for water or food. What else would we maybe want to put in an emergency kit? We definitely need any medication your dog is taking or um, needs, which blends in nicely to our next point, which is a first aid kit. So we chatted with Leslie a couple weeks ago from Mended Mutts, and um, we chatted with her about uh, some first aid kits, and she also provides or sells first aid kits, um, but having things like bandages and... um, gauze and you know things like that available to you um I have a first aid kit in my car all the time for my dogs and uh, I don't have one available in my home um if there were some sort of emergency so having that available is very very important yeah um yeah next is kind of a given but maybe not some dogs are naked in the home (laughs) but uh (laughs) A collar and leash and maybe a backup as well as ID tags. So, and again, like we chatted about a little bit ago, registration information, vaccine info, et cetera, um, having it available in paper or electronic copy would be very, very handy if uh, you needed to have that available to you to, to pr- prove um, or provide that information to whoever needs to see it. I keep a folder on my Google Drive named Pets. And then you open it up and then there's two folders, Gerald and Marshall, and it has all their stuff in it. So 
Um, I know that I can get access to that stuff at my fingertips whenever I need it. A um, couple more things you need, maybe a traveling bag or a sturdy carrier crate, like we already talked about. I mean, my dog's 90 pounds. If I'm in an emergency situation, I'm probably not bringing his crate, um, unfortunately. But, um, you know, for smaller dogs, if it's an option, it is a great option to keep them safe. Um, some other items we might not think of. Do you want to take the next one, Ken's? Sure. We've got sanitation or grooming items. So I eat poop bags, shampoo, pee pads, garbage bags, pet litter. This is really dependent on your dog. Um, this one, I think most pet owners do have available on our phones. This is a picture of you and your pet together just to support the identification um, of you being that dog's or pet's owner if you were to ever get separated. Um, and then familiar items. So maybe choose a few familiar comfort items for your pet, like i.e. my dogs love blankets. Maybe I'd quickly, well, I always have a blanket with me when I'm traveling with my dogs. Um, maybe a toy, maybe that's treats, you know, something that would help reduce stress if that's where, uh, if that's what was happening. And a muzzle. So a muzzle, again, is very dog dependent, but a lot of dogs can react very different in times of stress and or pain. So it is not a bad thing to have on hand or available in a first aid kit if that's something that you uh, you think your dog might need. Yeah. And obviously this is like, this is a lot of stuff. Like I'm like, I don't want to buy two of all these things. So, you know, if you don't think building a kit is necessary for you, um, maybe you just make a checklist so that in the event of a crisis, you could very quickly follow the checklist and put all of these items together so you don't forget anything. Um, the AKC does have a, a really great checklist on their website. That's where a lot of these items came from. Um, but if you do choose to build a kit, do just remember that food and meds need to be rotated um, so they don't spoil. They recommend every couple of months realistically, you could probably go a bit longer than that, but um, you probably don't want to be feeding your dog meds or food that's five years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only other thing is obviously there's a lot of non-dog emergency items that we probably want to think of too. This is a very pet-centric uh, conversation, obviously, but things like flashlights, ropes, batteries, radio, multi-tool, you can find all this stuff online, but if you're interested in building an emergency kit, you might want to think a little bit outside of what your pet needs as well. Yes, so that is a lot of information. So we are going to take a quick break and then come right back. This episode of the Dog Friendly KW Podcast is brought to you by Nutrim Pet Products. Are you in search of a natural food solution for your dog? Nutrim has the perfect fit for weight control, sensitivities, allergies, and more. Made locally in Elmira, Nutrim recipes have nourished pets worldwide since 1993. Plus, $1 from each bag sold is donated to a local charity. Who do you feed for? Visit Nutrim.com for more information. All right, everybody, welcome to another segment of Desktop Dog Trivia. So in this segment, we test each other's dog knowledge. Mackenzie normally whoops my butt um, with our fun desktop dog calendars from Dollarama. Sponsor us. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh. I want to go first. Can I go first? Okay. Yes. Okay. Go. Um, what breed of dog is Pluto from Mickey Mouse? Oh, what? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess it's like a hound dog. Oh. <laughs> you're not right, but you're not wrong. It's kind of a trick question. Okay, hold on. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's yellow. Um, uh, he's uh, yellow. He, he, okay, he's a, he's a, um, he's a, a coon hound. He's a mixed breed. Oh, what the shit? Uh, I mean. <laughs> uh, that's so good. All right, your turn. All right, well. Oh, that was from July 30th, by the way. Okay, awesome. So. I like this question. Um, native to Southern Africa, what breed of dog was originally bred to hunt lions? This is from August 12th. I know this one because you've told me this. It's a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Yes! Yeah. You got I it. I feel like we maybe talked about that in the, I don't remember what episode it was, where we talked about different breeds and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, we most likely did. Uh, I just find that so fascinating that a breed of dog was helped hunt lions. It just blows my mind. Okay, but you're going to love this one. This one's from October 8th. Um, other than greyhounds and whippets, what other breed of dog is closely related to the Italian greyhound? Hint, if you need it. Um... This breed is also closely related to a Dachshund. What other breed is closely related related to a, a, a Dachshund? A Dachshund. Uh, hmm. Um. Let me think. Is it a sighthound? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Is it a Saluki? <laughs> is it an Afghan hound? <laughs> is it? Is it small? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, Manchester Terrier. Toy Manchester Terrier. Minpin. Yes. Nice. Yeah, Nailed so it. despite its name, the miniature pincher, pincer, pincer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is pincer, not a yeah. miniature Doberman pincer. It's more closely related to the Italian Greyhound and Dachshund. Oh, there you go. I was, the Dachshund okay. thing screwed me up, but the, their heads are very, very similar. All right, well, there you have it. Another segment of Desktop Dog Trivia. You've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast, and today we have been talking about emergency preparedness as pet owners. So we really hope that we never, ever, ever have to use these skills or tools, but being prepared will ensure that our pets have the best chance of being safe should we ever experience a crisis. We are sending lots of love to you and your families as we all navigate this uncertain time in the world. Thank you all for listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Block Sheep Audio Podcast.